Some things just make you feel comfortable, like shopping at Vons. From the butcher block to the bakery and everywhere in between, Vons is fresher with more organic products, more smiles, and low prices on the brands you trust. For a delicious dinner, shop with your club card and get USDA Choice Beef Tri-Tip Roast Untrimmed Boneless for just $3.99 a pound. And for a crisp, sweet snack, pick up large Envy Apples for only $1.49 a pound with your club card. Vons. Fact is, it's just better. Grab your popcorn and goobers. It's time for Motherhood in Hollywood with your host, Heather Brooker. This is a crude prude's perspective on being a full-time mom in showbiz. She's not a perfect mom, but she can play one on TV. Hold on to your butts. Here's Heather. (laughs) Welcome to episode 17 of Motherhood in Hollywood. I'm Heather Brooker. If you guys only knew how many times I stop and restart this intro for the show, you would die. (laughs) Um, I do a lot because I start like rambling sometimes and I just say like stupid shit and then I have to be like, what am I talking about? And sometimes I'll just straight up forget what I'm talking about in the middle of the intro of of my um my mommy monologue maybe I'll call it that I think I am going to call it that my MIH monologue um yeah why not it's my show I could do what I want uh and uh yeah I just completely forget lose track and then I have to stop and start over like a hundred times so hopefully this is the one you guys this might be the take that actually makes it onto my podcast (laughs) So really quick, I want to tell you about my guest today. My guest is uh, Alexis Scott. She is a mom and a fashion expert. Now, she kind of shied away when I called her a fashion expert, you know, Um, but I think she is. She has been doing fashion for many, many years. She has been on photo shoots. She's done red carpet events. She does personal styling. Now she's launching um, sort of a side business that helps her work at home um, with, through a company called Stitch Fix. So you'll want to hear about that, especially if you're a mom and you're looking to invigorate your fashion choices after baby, uh, which I know I desperately need to do. I'm pretty much married to my sweatpants, uh, my, much to my husband's <laughs> frustration. He actually, I have so many pairs of sweatpants, you guys, he actually made a sign and put it in my closet and called it sweatpant land. Um, there's so many pairs of sweatpants in there. It's just, they're comfortable. They're easy. I throw them on. And then, you know, I forget that when I go out into normal society, that not everybody's wearing sweatpants, um, like I am. So, I'm trying to make a concentrated effort to start putting on more normal adult, non-athletic related clothes. And Alexis has some really great tips for being able to do that and to find your style. And plus we just gossip about TV shows that we love and, and, uh, fashion in general. So you don't want to miss that. Also want to take a minute to remind everybody that right now I'm doing another giveaway an MIH giveaway on Instagram. Um, the company, a company called Lulu Bee reached out to me and asked if Channing and I would like to give their giant coloring murals a try. And of course we said, yes, they are so cool and they're beautiful. And, um, so we did, we put them up in our playroom and we colored and I wrote about it on motherhoodandhollywood.com. If you want to go and check that out, 
But more importantly, if you'd like to be entered to win three of these murals of your very own, just click like on uh, the giveaway posts on my Instagram. And if you want to tag a friend or two in the comment section, they will also be entered to win as well. And on November 3rd, I will announce the winner on my Instagram and uh, send you your very own coloring murals. So thanks so much, Lulu B, for reaching out. We appreciate it. Um, what else is going on right now? Oh, we're getting ready to take a trip, you guys. Um, if you've never traveled with a toddler, it, it's, it can be a little stressful. And um, I, I didn't realize just how stressful it would be until, gosh, we haven't been anywhere for about a year or so. Well, no, we took a vacation this summer, but like on a plane. And um, immediately when you walk on the plane, everyone kind of goes, oh because they don't want to be seated next to the person with the kid. And I get it. Like I was that asshole once too. That was just like, don't put that baby next to me. I get it. But we got to fly. We got it. Cause I'm not spending three days in the car with my two year old to get to Oklahoma. No, thank you. Um, and I try, I'm, I'm trying to stock up on all kinds of things that keep her busy keep her occupied. Maybe she'll drift off to sleep, you know, all of those things so that she doesn't get antsy and squirmy and start, you know, fussy and all that stuff. I try to be super aware of the people around us almost to a fault sometimes. Um, but for this journey, I'm kind of like, you know what, just deal with it. People (laughs) like she's two and a half and she might get fussy and she might get cranky and it, you know, it might interrupt your, your nap for a few minutes or your, you know, whatever latest horror book you're reading, but, um, they can't help it. They get antsy in their chair and they want to get up and move around. She's just full of energy. So I'm going to do everything I can. Listen, people on our flight, I'm going to do everything I can to keep her occupied and help her behave, but she's two and, um, she is who she is, my little, very high-spirited and uh, independent baby girl. So other than that, though, I'm actually looking forward to the trip. We're going to go to um, homecoming at Oklahoma State, since we're from Oklahoma, and that's actually where my husband and I met. So we're going to go to football game there, and it'll be Channing's first football game. So I'm really excited to take her and see um, how she does cheering on the Cowboys. It'll be fun. Yeah. So if you guys have any tips or tricks that you like to use whenever you're flying with toddlers or flying with your kids, traveling with your kids, even, um, feel free to send them over to me, uh, on Facebook, motherhood in Hollywood. Just search my page there. I'd love to hear what you're all doing, what all you're doing. Hello. Um, okay. So I want to get to this interview with Alexis and, uh, hope you guys are able to, um, I don't know, find your fashion self, maybe uh, pick up some tips and tricks of your own. And if you have any suggestions for keeping out of sweatpants, please send them my way. Uh, (laughs) All right, you guys, here's my interview with Alexis Scott. Okay, you guys, so I've been really excited about this episode for a while now because we get to talk about fashion. Yay! My friend Alexis Scott is here. Hi, Alexis. Hi. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. Um, As you were coming, uh, or as I was preparing for this, please know that I stressed out about what to wear (laughs) because I wear sweatpants constantly. It is a staple of my wardrobe. I have, like, holes in the crotch of my sweatpants. I've worn so bad. Um... Are you embarrassed now to be here? <laughs> a little bit, but I won't. I won't let you know. No, I'm okay, just kidding. Thanks. No, 
<laughs> no, you look great. And sweatpants are totally a staple in my wardrobe too. Mm-hmm. But if I'm like leaving the house and going to go meet up with somebody, I feel like the least I can do is put real pants on. Real pants. No offense to you because we're in your house. And so I'm it's totally different. wearing sweatpants. I was like, <laughs> but if it was my house, I would totally be wearing sweatpants too. And I was probably wearing no pants until the second I got dressed. Now, so. what is that about? Why do you think we as moms are so comfy? in sweatpants or we just sort of rely on them they're so easy they're super easy and I think with a kid like you don't care if you get like a stain on sweatpants Mm -hmm. they're not dressy anyway they're usually super comfortable they have that nice elastic waistband so you know when you're postpartum you don't have to feel bad about how you look because your pants fit you which is major Plus, I think all the up and down that's involved oh, yeah. with a kid. I mean, I know I'm on the ground. I'm standing up. I'm bending down to pick him up. I'm picking up his toys. It's like you're up and down constantly. Mm-hmm. And fighting with like denim in that scenario can be really annoying. And, you know, like a dress, a short dress especially, is just really not realistic when yeah. you're chasing around a toddler especially. Right. Yeah, that's something too I didn't even think about that because it's like I'm – always yeah we're either on the floor crawling around playing we're running you know whatever um there's a lot of activity so I guess active pants would be appropriate yeah so maybe I won't let my maybe I won't feel too guilty no I don't think you should feel bad about it I think it's totally normal to wear especially at home you're in the comfort of your own home Mm -hmm. and I feel like when you're at home and you're playing with your baby like the way you're dressed doesn't need to distract you from your time with your kids. Right. So if the way you're dressed is occupying a part of your brain and you're thinking like, oh, these jeans are pinching or this shirt's cut too low or whatever, then don't bother wearing that at home. I do think, though, that it's important when we leave the house to, and not always, I mean, if you're going to the grocery store, Mm -hmm. like throw on your boots, run out the house, it's normal. But, Mm -hmm. you know, if you're going to go to lunch with a friend or do something like that, I think it's nice to put real clothes on because I think it helps you mentally feel like you're at least a portion of the person you were pre-baby. Pre-baby. You know, it's easy to get yourself lost in like, I'm a mom Mm -hmm. and I have to dress like a mom and I have to... But the person that you were before the baby is still there and Mm -hmm. it's nice to feel like I can still look good and still look pulled together. Mm -hmm. And simultaneously be a mom. But it's a tough balance. Now, where did you get your love of fashion? I always loved fashion, even as a little kid. Really? Yeah. Did you get a lot of magazines and you were going through them like... Kind of. But I just was really... I had kind of a very active imagination. And I, my mom always tells me as a kid, I always wanted to wear everything at once. (laughs) And I was like, excuse me, I obviously just had the art of layering down. But really, it's like I would wear like a dress with pants underneath it and three shirts and shoes and socks and like a crazy outfit. And my mom's like, you always said you just loved all your clothes. So you wanted to wear them all. Yeah. Which I can really relate to still as an adult. And then I remember, you know, when I was like 10, 11, 12, um, playing like dress up and trying to make little dresses out of extra swatches of fabric that uh-huh. we had laying around the house. So it's definitely something I always loved. Mm-hmm. And then as I grew into an adult, I started to realize how I could actually have fun with fashion and use it as a way to kind of express myself. Yeah. And that's when it really 
Like that, so that happened when you were like an adult then and you didn't like as a teenager, were you still wearing all your clothes? Well, as a teenager, <laughs> I went to, yeah, you I was, really, you were super was, into layering. <laughs> I had scaled back on the layering just a little bit, <laughs> okay. but I went to an all girls Catholic high school. Oh, so, so I wore uniform. a uniform every yeah. day. So I then, did too. I went to a private school too and I wore a uniform and I, looking back, it was like, everyone was like, oh, I hate this uniform. This is bullshit. Yeah. And you know, like we never get to express ourselves, blah, blah, blah. But um, I'm actually kind of grateful because I feel like I would have not had any. I would have been the kid that got picked on because I had no fashion sense at all. Well, I, I think we have established I would have been the kid that got picked on because I wore everything you were, at wore once. Everything. You were wearing like everything that you <laughs> They're were like, go home. Like a hobo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I liked having a uniform, too. I felt mm-hmm. like it. I, I mean, especially going to an all girls school. It's like nobody could pick on each other for that. Yeah. And we actually really focused on the academics, which sounds super nerdy, mm-hmm. but I think it actually really helped. Plus, However, like when I got girl, to college, yeah. I was a total mess. You broke out of it. I had like... no idea what to do with oh, myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, so what do I wear? So it kind of took me through college to experiment and figure it out. And to be fair, it was the early 2000s when fashion was really not at its height. Yeah. I mean, there was a lot of tube tops a and like tops. awkwardly lengthed jeans. Yeah. So like there, remember like the really wide, wide leg jeans? Yes. Those were like those razor They went pants. out, but then I feel like they recently came back in. They right? totally did. But okay. I didn't I didn't get involved then and I don't see myself getting involved now. <laughs> I'm not getting involved with those pants. No, those I don't think those don't scream Alexis yeah. to me. But if someone really loves them, go for it. But I honestly don't love them. I don't think they're very flattering. Yeah. But people like them you should wear what you want to wear yeah but yeah so it kind of took me until I was out of college and going to in high school in the late 90s I didn't even realize working in fashion was an option unless you were a designer yeah yeah yeah. we just didn't realize well it kind of wasn't was it it? wasn't like until recently it seems like shows like Project Runway and um oh what's another is there another big fashion show that I'm forgetting about no, probably just Project One, right? Yeah, that's the biggest one. I mean, there's some other shows like What Not to Wear. Yeah, is yeah. a really good one um, that calls people out for their fashion choices. Totally, <laughs> but it definitely is good because it helps them figure out how to dress in a way that they still feel comfortable. I'm but always look afraid pulled together. I'm gonna get on one of those shows. <laughs> I'm a fr- I'm so afraid sometimes I'm gonna be walking down the street and some idiot is gonna jump out and go, "Hi, I'm from What Not to Wear." Oh my god. Can we give you a makeover and I will just sob. Yeah. But then I'll be like, "Yes." Yeah, totally. <laughs> I feel like I would be really sad too. But... Like, "Yes, please." Yeah, fine. <laughs> I obviously need it. Um, yeah. Were you were did you find yourself gravitating gravitating towards like certain designers? I mean, yeah, but I don't ha- I don't have an nor did I ever really have the money to go to like Rodeo and drop 10 grand at Chanel where in my mind I would obviously like love to do that. But especially now that I have a family, it's not real. It's not like that. So I would always look and I still do this, look through fashion magazines and I love looking at like the cut, which is a really great website that sort of, um, summarizes fashion shows that are happening so after like a fashion week or during a fashion week I love Mm -hmm. seeing what's happening and then adapting it to a more affordable um lifestyle so like saying like 
Like right now. Like you see something you like um, in a magazine and you would you go try to find a similar version of it at a different store? Yeah, totally. And then like maybe adjust it and make it your own? Yeah, exactly. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, like right now um, the 70s are having a really big moment. The style, you know, flared jeans, turtlenecks. Um, that, that vibe is really happening right now. But that's something totally attainable with a mm-hmm. smaller paycheck. So... I think looking at the greater trend and picking what you like about those trends and then going from there is a great way to like make fashion attainable for you. I think sometimes it seems to me like people are intimidated by fashion because because it's hard to understand. The models are all very thin. Very thin. They don't look, I mean, not always. That's not fair to say. Some... Fashion. No, 100%. They're all too thin. No. Yeah. Every single one <laughs> every of them on them, the planet. I've seen them all. <laughs> I've seen them all and I have evaluated every one Everyone. of them. Everyone. But you know, a lot of models are really thin mm-hmm. and that's hard for a, a woman the average person, of an yeah. average size yeah. to relate to. And sometimes though, I have to say like some of the fashion, like if, whenever I see clips from Fashion Week or highlights in a magazine or something, I'm like... What the fuck is that? It's so bizarro that yeah. no, I'm like, who's wearing that besides like Kim and Kanye? Well, no, nobody really. I mean, people like Kim I feel and like Kanye sometimes they make or like it, Beyonce might wear that. Yeah, or they make it just Lady Gaga. for like celebrities. Yeah, or like a Lady Gaga. They make it for like um, very eccentric types of people. And yeah. I know that's not all fashion designers. But, but what I think you're seeing is... Like, you'll be watching a fashion show or seeing pictures from a fashion show, Mm -hmm. and every outfit looks, like, totally cuckoo bananas. Yeah. But if you look at it from the perspective of it being art Mm -hmm. and saying, this is their presentation of their interpretation of what's great right now, and you can cherry pick from that, too. So you could see an outfit. A lot of what we see on the runway winds up on the red carpet, but you don't realize it because it's not styled with crazy hair. Crazy makeup, yeah, totally out of the box shoes. It it becomes more normalized, attainable. Kind yeah, of, yeah. I mean, obviously, what you see on the red carpet is still very fantastical. Sure. However, if you put what you see on the runway side by side with the same thing that you see on the red carpet, a lot of times they look different because it's all about how you style it. Yeah. So. You know, I mean, but yeah, sometimes when you look at those fashion shows, and it depends on the designer. Some mm-hmm. designers just, I feel like, relish in the fantasy of it all. Yeah. And that appeals and they have the, to... they have the name to back it up to be able to... Totally. ...do weird stuff like that. Totally. So many of them now um, really cater to their celebrity clients. Yeah. I feel like they've sort of lost touch with... I, again, I don't want to say the average woman because that's a huge category. Because yeah. even like the designers back in like the fifties and sixties still had like you know your Elizabeth Taylors, your very glamorous yeah. um, clients or whatever. But it just seems like now they just cater towards big bucks and big celebrities. I think you're right, and I I think just from my observations that there's kind of a, a reason for that, which is that. The way of the world is now with like the tabloid culture mm-hmm. and the way social media is and how accessible celebrities are mm-hmm. that if you can get a celebrity to wear like the shoes you just designed mm-hmm. and put them on Instagram and say, these are these shoes and they're my new favorite shoes or whatever, then they'll see sales spike totally because people want to buy what 
Beyonce is wearing. Or periscope it. You can periscope or, it. Or you can periscope <laughs> it if you're in the know. If you're in the know, which we are, BT dubs. Yeah, totally. Uh, I, I am so experienced with periscope. <laughs> I learned about it approximately five minutes ago. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I totally think that's true. I mean, yeah, it all ultimately ends in dollars and revenue. And yeah. if you've got a big name that's showing off your shoes, but then you've got, you know, like Betty Sue so-and-so with five kids in Idaho. Hi, Betty. Um, <laughs> I don't know if she exists. But she's sitting at home going, oh, I want I want those shoes. But right, like I'm never going to wear like Prada, yeah. like crazy shoes that like where do you even have mm-hmm. a place to wear them? But what sort of happens is, you know, you'll see a trend emerge from those shoes that are so unattainable for us. So, for instance... Maybe it has a really funky heel, but it's a wedge. Mm-hmm. So then down the line, we'll see it trickle down into more affordable fashion that the wedge heel will make the transition. Like or, Target or, or Madden Totally. Or like or the color. You know, the color yeah. will translate then. Yeah. It's kind of perfectly summed up in The Devil Wears Prada. <laughs> Have you ever seen <laughs> yes, that? I love that movie. When she's like, you think you picked that sweater out of a bargain bin and like the gap because you thought you were making your own choice but the truth is that that came from a line like three years ago mm-hmm. that color trended in that line and then eventually it worked its way down to retailers so yeah. that's a good way to yeah. kind of understand that's that interesting yeah, yeah it yeah. eventually does become accessible to you know the middle class for yeah. or wh- whoever right but it's just maybe in ways that we don't see because it's not a direct and it's not happening at that moment right although fast fashion is really big now and places like forever 21 oh, yeah. are totally churning H&M, out is that a fast fashion kind of yeah thing? yeah it's places that are taking what's trendy now and churning it out and turning it around right away mm-hmm. but the problem in the fashion world is that the, the mass production of those items happens really fast, hence fast fashion. Uh-huh. However, the, the, the big labels that originally come up with these ideas, let's say, like like Prada or Fendi, mm-hmm. the amount of time that goes into one garment that they make is so much longer, hence why it costs so much more. So you think it's just a quality issue then? I, I don't think it's only a quality issue, but I do think that that's a big issue with fast fashion. Mm-hmm. I think um, the... I mean, there is a lot of concern about the labor, the rights of the labor workers, mm-hmm. where fast fashion is concerned. Um, where they're giving, you know, Chinese children pennies on the dollar to, exactly. to make your, your new suede jacket or whatever. Exactly. That costs you $20, but right. there's a reason. Right. If it right. only costs you $20, then yeah. somewhere, someone along the line wasn't paid fairly. Yeah. And so that's the challenge, too. I think if you don't have the money, it's like... Of course, ethically, let's just say, ethically, I would rather have a Chanel bag. Well, because, sure. you know, I'm just being ethical. <laughs> but it's like, that's not affordable. So I think it's good to do your homework when it comes to finding less expensive fashion for yeah. that reason. But, I mean, you know, you also don't have to be a martyr about it. It's like, if you want to go to Forever 21 sure. and buy, like, a little sundress, yeah, I say do it. Um, I like Forever 21 but it feel I feel like a creepy old lady every time I go in there because I'm yeah. like there's all these like 15 year olds that are buying like really tight pants and I'm like where's your plus sizes? <laughs> <laughs> I mean well, it was me, like a it's big like deal. everything is a crop top and mm. I'm like so is there something that covers my 
stomach. <laughs> you like, know what I mean? And they're like, anything that's not like a tank yeah. top or whatever. Yeah, it's all very hip. Um, yeah. So speaking of like plus sizes and larger sizes, I, you know, I'm a heavy set little gal myself. And I feel like I get stuck in the sweatpant rut just because nothing I put on, I feel like looks good on me. Yeah. And I really struggle with that because not only do I not know like what my own fashion style is, yeah. I just, there's stores like Torrid, which yeah. is great. I actually just discovered Torrid a couple of years ago and I was like, oh my God, this is great. But prior to that, it was like Lane Bryant, right. which is like stuff my mom wore and it's yeah. all like button up you know right and it's not like, to back on lane bryant because you know some other stuff is really nice but it's all like very yeah. mature yeah i mean i think lane bryant is trying to sort of they're trying make a transformation but mm-hmm. i totally hear what you're saying and mm-hmm. i think you know your size shouldn't make you feel like you something's not accessible to you because mm-hmm. it is it's just it's harder when it's you're harder, not yeah. like a size zero mm-hmm. model that's to five find foot like, ten. It's harder to find like the right cut. Like, see, that's my problem too. Is I never know like where to go to find something that hangs right on me, or you know, is tight in some places but not tight in others. And especially after having a baby, now I'm like yeah. super weirdly shaped. <laughs> yeah, me too. I mean, a lot of my clothes from before maybe fit but definitely not the same way mm-hmm. and the stuff that used to be ultra flattering is not anymore so that's something that so, i'm so totally interesting relating to because you're gorgeous and thin and lovely but it just proves to me that like no matter what size or shape that we are yeah anybody can feel uncomfortable in their clothes <clears throat> and insecure in their clothes if you know you don't have like the right outfit or the right outlook maybe. And, and the right, the right fit, you know, the yeah. right fit is so important. So if you go to Nordstrom, let's say, <clears throat> and you grab five different types of jeans with different mm-hmm. rises, mm-hmm. like, um, different inseams and different silhouettes. So like grab a pair of skinny jeans, a pair of boot cut, a pair of straight and a pair of flared all in a different rise. So like low, medium, high, mm-hmm. then you can figure out, like, okay, about these jeans, I liked that they were higher rise. Yeah. About these jeans, I liked that they were boot cut. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Then figure it out. Then that helps you narrow down what's the right style for you. Once you find the right style for you, I say fit it to whatever the largest part of your body is that you feel the most insecure about. So, like, if you're insecure about your thighs, mm-hmm. let's just say, you find a pair of jeans that you feel like make your thighs look great and you feel amazing in them, Yeah. then those are the ones to buy, invest in, and take them to a really great tailor who can make the rest of them work for you. Yeah. So that, you know, it's hard to buy clothes right off the rack yeah, and feel great in them. Yeah. I mean, I, and before I had the baby, I, I felt like I could buy clothes right off the rack and feel okay about it. Um, but now it's like I probably could, but I don't know my body well enough to be able to do that just yet. So there's a lot of trial and error and that's totally normal. I um, am always a little intimidated to do that because I feel like I have this weird gap between, um, because I have a big butt. (laughs) So I, but I also have a big front and stomach, especially after having Chan. So I buy pants that are a little bigger in the waist and then I have this huge gap in the back. Yeah. And um, I'm always like, 
oh, I don't want to go and, you know, take him to a tailor because then that's more money that I've just spent on top of these $40 jeans. And, right. But the one time I did that with this great pair of like shorts, because I've, jean shorts are the worst for me. I always look like a raging lesbian. <laughs> I do. I mean, it's always the cut for like bigger girls. They always make yeah. them this weird cut that's like, yeah. I feel like a hiker, you know, like lady. I don't know. It's weird. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> Where I'm like just stepping out of like an, a butchy LL Bean catalog. But um, so I took this pair of jean shorts that I really liked and I had them kind of like bring in the little gap in the back. And it was great. Like now I wear them all the time and they're so, I feel more comfortable in them. So there's totally something right. to that. It just sucks that you have to when you're buying something off of the rack or at a store, then take it to somebody to have it adjusted or you know, yeah, tailored. Yeah, and there's definitely, like, for me at least, an excitement when I buy something new. And I'm mm-hmm. like, well, I just want to wear it right away. I don't yeah, want to take it somewhere sure. and get it altered. However, if you don't get it altered, you probably won't wear it as often. Yeah. And if you do get it altered, you know, the, the amount of money you spend on getting it altered however you need to winds up kind of balancing out yeah. based on the fact that you will wear it so much more. So yeah, if you'll wear so like a pair of shorts. in my closet that yeah. have not been touched because I feel like I get it home and I'm like, oh, this looks weird on me. And by now you could have taken it to the tailor, gotten it back and worn it 50 times. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? I do, yeah. But it is annoying to have to do that. But if you think about it from the perspective of the people that are making the clothes – they just can't possibly make stuff that fits absolutely everybody because right. everybody's shaped differently. And that's, I think, kind of a nice way to remind yourself that your body is great just the way it is because everybody is different. Yeah. No, very few people can buy something off the rack and look exactly and it fits perfectly. the way they want to. I yeah. mean, there's definitely... Even celebrities who are walking the red carpet are going and having things tailored and fitted to their body. And then everyone's like, oh my God, they look so amazing in that. But it's like, what you don't know is there where fashionistas like nipping and tucking and sewing. And pinning and and taping. Yeah. Exactly. So especially people you see on the red carpet, that stuff gets altered. Yeah. Because the value of great tailoring and a great fit is so high that it's worth it to do that totally. little bit of work. Now you do, do you do stuff on the red carpet? Do you do fashion stuff on the red carpet? I know you, you took a little time off um, to have your baby and Wyatt. Did you <clears throat> say Wyatt's name already? Wyatt. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, I can't yeah, remember if you said his name already. Um, but yeah, did you took a little time off with Wyatt, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, right after I had him, I had some, you know, job offers here and there, but I wasn't ready. You know, yeah. the first like six weeks, especially I just needed oh, yeah. some time. excuse me um it's okay but then yeah I did I did go back to work but it's just never been the same since I had him Mm -hmm. before having him I did you know some work on magazines and like uh, some editorial stuff and I did some red carpet stuff so a little bit of everything and I've done some red carpet stuff Mm -hmm. since having him but um you know as you said there goes a lot goes into a red carpet look yeah and there's almost always tape like almost always and if you like don't double, have tape like, there's like a mad scramble to find tape like double-sided fashion tape totally i think i saw um rachel zoe's show yeah yeah what was her show called the rachel zoe show it was called the Z- rachel zoe project 
the the Zoe project, something like that. I can't believe I can't think of I it. I know, I'm shocked. That was like my favorite show, and I watched it. What the hell religiously. was her show? Um. Anyway, so she, yeah, she, all I can think of is the Zoe report, which is her email. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's yeah. like she had her show, and I'm I hardly ever watched it because honestly, I just. Sometimes they said stuff that made me <laughs> really feel sorry, feel sad for our world. But yeah. um, there was one episode where it was like total shitstorm because they could not find the tape. And somebody had gone to a red carpet event and forgotten the tape. And it was like, yeah. heads will roll. It's People crazy. are going to die. Because but, you know, it prevents tape. so many like possible wardrobe malfunctions uh-huh. that you need it. Because yeah. if you have a really bad wardrobe malfunction mm-hmm. that totally overshadows kind yeah. of everything or it's good press and then they thank press. the wardrobe person and go oh totally. or it's planned maybe totally. like the janet jackson like the janet jackson justin slip <laughs> that supposedly wasn't planned yeah um yeah i i imagine a lot goes into like red carpet things and there's probably a lot of you know men and women behind the scenes that yeah. are scrambling to make sure their star looks the best there's usually a whole team involved and also like undergarments i think like you know like spanks and stuff like that totally even the people that you think yeah. are the thinnest are wearing things like spanks underneath some of them. them say they don't wear anything like i've heard interviews where they're like i'm not wearing any panties and i'm like are you joking like you're sure people say that but I can't imagine walking down the red carpet with no underwear on. Like, that takes some balls. Like, really? Or a huge or vagina. a lip. huge vagina. <laughs> You've got a huge <laughs> vagina to walk down the red carpet with no underwear on. That vagina but I swear. is spectacularly large. Good for you, Good. Ma'am. Well done. <laughs> no, uh, I, think, I think some people say that. And maybe with the right outfit. You know, like something yeah, that's... they're so sheer. and Because yeah. some of them look like they can't wear underwear. Like, you could see if they were wearing Yeah, you'd something. be able to see it. I mean, yeah, I guess sometimes you would have to go without. But I also do firmly believe that the vast majority of people are wearing some sort of undergarment. I and hope so. More, yeah. More often than not, it's... There's some, like, shapewear involved. There's because something, like, holding the them up and people, in. Yeah. you know, like, if a dress is tight in the wrong ways... You'll still see like the belly button outline, which yes. nobody wants. So you use some spanks. There was an episode in. of Fashion Police um, where yeah. they just crucified some young girl on Glee because she showed up um, at and the Emmys without her spanks on, and you could see her belly button outline or something. Which, first of all, that's a little ridiculous to yeah. me because, like, shocker, she has a belly button, right? I mean, why why are we so grossed out because by that? Because it's like people don't. There's such an expectation now. I think because of shows like Fashion Police, yeah, I which would I agree. watch it. I love. I I, I don't want. I don't want to say I love the show. I used to like it when Joan Rivers was on. But me too. Um, it it's just so mean. Yeah. See, I it's liked so it when mean. Joan Rivers was on it because she had built a career out of sort of poking fun at people, but also poking fun at herself. Mm-hmm. And. And she was a true comedian, mm-hmm. so it worked. Yeah. When it comes from somebody like me, who's not funny and just saying mean things, it's like, you're just mean. So you're just being mean. It's like, yeah. it, you know, if you are actually a comedian and you're a really funny person, mm-hmm. making jokes about it is totally fine. But I think that's like it's a gotten, dangerous line. Yeah, it's definitely gotten to the point where, um, I don't know. 
these women, all of them, and you know, they talk about the men too, but they mostly talk about the women. They're all beautiful. They're all so beautiful. And they're all incredibly talented. Totally. And even if they're wearing something a little wackadoo or a little out of the norm, like good for them, you know? I actually totally agree with you about that. Mm-hmm. I think if you want to wear something and it's a little crazy, but it's very authentically you. Like Lena Dunham. Then wear it. Yeah. yeah. Remember when she wore like, it was like this terribly awkward printed like dress i don't know i'm it's assuming you watch everything however <laughs> i think i think with her if it's what i'm thinking of it was more of a fit issue yes yeah, yeah so yeah. and that's where we can circle right back around and say if she had had it altered properly to fit her body a little mm-hmm. bit better maybe it wouldn't have been so bad but when something fits poorly and it's a little out there, that's then forget a about bad it. combo. Why do you think, though, that we as a, as a society, please speak for society here. <laughs> why, why do you think that we care so much about it? Because honestly, there used to be a day like you see here in my little studio. I've got Marilyn Monroe on the on the wall and Audrey Hepburn, um, classically beautiful women who are always impeccably dressed. And but we didn't like obsess over what they were wearing and they certainly weren't like crucified in the media if they wore something that was a little ill-fitting or well, what, like you are now. Well, I don't think that they wore things that were as out there then because maybe yeah. that wasn't readily available and... Or maybe not that we saw. I mean, we don't have the media coverage. Exactly. Or we have we more media, have media coverage. coverage. Yeah. And obviously the obsession was there because we're sitting in a room with them on the wall. Right, right, right. And Marilyn Monroe's dresses are in Classic. museums. So... You know, I think that the obsession was there. It's just that um, the 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 exposure mm-hmm. wasn't as high volume as it is now. Yeah, like, we weren't seeing pictures of Marilyn Monroe running out of the house to go to the supermarket. Yeah, that's but true. like, how many pictures of like, you know, Angelina Jolie have you seen? walking through an airport and it's right. like how many times do i need to see her wearing all black walking for oh, a plane and a tank top but it's like that's that's so out yeah. there and you know outlets like tmz mm-hmm. and perez hilton who i love them both you know i totally <laughs> like watch the i'm TMZ with you show. on tmz but i'm not with you on perez hilton well, i haven't i can't i haven't checked into perez hilton in a long time Mm-mm. Um, not for any real reason though for me I just sort of never I just didn't stick with it he just was so mean he is really mean and I'm like and even though he supposedly like turned over New Leaf and decided to stop bullying I'm like you built your career and your name on being mean and tearing women especially women down for the way that they looked and the you know your perceived actions of them and I don't know I'm not a huge like you know um, non-leg shaving feminist or, you know, anything like that. But I really just don't like the idea that he built an entire career on... I totally agree with maybe. you. And some days I am a non-leg shaving feminist, <laughs> just depending on how long it's been since I could jump in the shower for more than five minutes. Right. So, but I am a total raging feminist and I'm so proud of that. And mm-hmm. I always think it's weird when a woman says... She's not a feminist mm-hmm. because it's not a bad thing. But I know somehow we feel like we need to be apologetic for it because yeah. there's this I negative think... stigma, I think, which I don't totally I don't get. And yeah. I, for me, my feminism translates to my fashion, to your fashion, because yeah. I feel empowered as a woman with, with the body that I've been given mm-hmm. that was able to give life. Yeah. And so I that's all empowering to me. But yeah. I think we feel like we have to be apologetic for it. I think for me, I don't apologize for it. And I talked to my friend Daisy about this, who is also a raging feminist. Um, she, 
I think for me, it's not, it's just not something I've ever identified with. But if I stop and analyze my actions and what I believe on each uh, issue, on different issues, yeah. then I am. Yeah. I it's think, just not something that I was raised like calling, you know, I don't I know. I think when we were kids and we were younger, it it felt less important to identify as that. But mm-hmm. the world we're in today where, like you said, women get torn down for what they're wearing. Yeah. To me, makes me feel like it's more important to own that because it's like if if we're gonna you know put a woman on a pedestal only to tear her down mm-hmm. then I feel the need to be there to push her back up and mm-hmm. be like you do you like we don't need to make you feel well and bad that's why shows it. like Fashion Police and well, websites like so bad TMZ those. and Perez Hilton and you know all of the gossipy type stuff yeah that's their sole purpose is yeah. to take these women who are talented who are sharing their craft and their gift of acting or performing with the world and then we rip them for a dress they're wearing that we don't like or that's not your taste and that to me is like so strange so strange and I look forward to being a huge star one day and I would like to hope I have the balls to just wear whatever the fuck I want. That is what I love on about the Helena carpet. Bonham Carter. Yeah. Specifically. That's who when I was she showed of. up on the red carpet yeah. with one blue shoe and one red shoe, I was yes. like, you are a girl after my own heart. Yeah. More specifically my 10 year old heart when I was wearing yeah. literally everything in my closet. I'm like, that's, that's me. I that's love exactly that. who I was thinking of too. Yeah. Is because she is so talented. Yeah. And like dresses for fun. Like your mm-hmm. clothes, I think, are important, and they they are a representation of who you are to some extent. Yeah. But they they shouldn't be the focus. I don't think that they you should be I mean? the sole defining focus of a yeah. human. But I do think it's like we do judge a book by its cover. Sure. It's just human nature. So. If, if you don't care about people judging you, then more power to you and mm-hmm. share your secret sauce with me. Because <laughs> I, I like to be like, oh, judge me if you want. I don't care. But of course I care. I'm a human. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. I like to make myself feel presentable. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So I think it's like a natural instinct. And yeah. I think that that's where it comes with. And some people that felt more comfortable being judgy really went and ran with it. Yeah. Like... Like the Joan Rivers, but mm-hmm. like I said, the Joan Rivers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's like a the her Joan own Rivers. entity. A legacy. Yeah, but I did love her, and I still do. I feel yeah. Like she I, was special to me. She was. Yeah, I mean, she's great. And it was interesting because that's not how her career really started. Like, yeah. she didn't start off, you know, criti- critiquing fashion. No, not at all. But somehow sort of found her way yeah. Uh, through her comedy and experiences and into fashion police and red carpet events and stuff like that. But again, p- for me, part of what made it work for her is that she would make fun of herself mm-hmm. just as much as she would make fun of yeah. the guy sitting next to her. So she was an equal opportunity offender, which yeah. I am all for. I totally. think if, that, if you're going to you know, point the finger... Then you point should it be at ready, yourself. Yeah, for people to point it right back. <laughs> right, at you. exactly. Yeah. Um. So tell me, how would you like? Um. I don't know. Give mom some tips or dad some tips on trying to find their own 
fashion style because that's a big yeah. problem I have. Um, I said earlier, like, I just don't know what to wear. I know what I like if I'm looking at a magazine. I know right away what I like and what I think looks good, but I don't yeah. know if it's something that necessarily I could pull off. Does that well, make sense? Yeah, it totally does. I have a couple of thoughts on that. First of all, I think if you go through your closet and really zero in on what are the things that you wear all the time, that'll help you define your style. You know, like for me, the things I wear all the time are jeans of all different shapes and cuts, Mm -hmm. jeans with tears in them, jeans that look like trousers. I wear a lot of jeans. I wear a lot of simple tees and, you know, sweaters or kimonos, something like that. And I love to accessorize. Yeah. So I I definitely identify more with like a bohemian style. Oh, yeah. And that's my, that's my vibe. And I can figure that out by looking at the clothes that I like to wear. I also think it's really good, like you said, to look through magazines. Mm-hmm. But I think not just looking at fashion ads, because though there's a lot that goes into an editorial mm-hmm. and a lot of that is fantasy and, you know, selling an image. Mm-hmm. I think if you look through a magazine like People mm-hmm. and you see pictures of celebrities. Like who, out and about what they're wearing every yeah, day. Who are the people that you tend to admire their style the most? And if you were to say, like, I'm going to cut out the picture because I want to copy this outfit. Yeah. Like, like zeroing in on who are those people will help you define what outfits that will work for you are. Because mm. they're people you identify with and people that you sort of admire style. Oh, I like that. Now I'm trying to think of, like, who in, like, my Us Weekly. Yeah. When, you know, and the celebrities, they're just like us. Yeah. Section. And even the red carpet, though, if you see, like, if you. Like I love pantsuits. If you love what someone wears, mm-hmm. then you love their style. Yeah, and it's easier, I think, for to see someone else's style and and label it than it is to label our own style. It's easier to say like, "Oh, she's so classic and whatever." Yeah, because you're a third party, so it's easier to sort of navigate what someone else's style is. Right. When you're looking at yourself, you're like, oh, I don't know. My style is like mom. Mom. Comfortable. Clean. Yeah, clean. <laughs> Some days. Sometimes. Like, you know What's what I mean? What's clean? It doesn't, and smells like the least offensive. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, yeah, I, sweatpants chic. Yeah. All about <laughs> like sweatpants juicy. chic. I totally resurrected a pair of Juicy Couture velour pants Ooh. that had been in my closet for God knows how long. And I was like, these are actually still kind of cute and so comfortable. And is Juicy bonus, still a thing or is it out? I mean, it's... I feel like J-Lo ruined it. Not to be rude. Sorry, J-Lo. Yeah, sorry, J-Lo. But, and Britney Spears played a big yeah. hand in ruining it, yeah. too. But, you know, now that it's sort of had its time and passed, I'm ready to circle to back around to it. it. The bonus... Is that my son loves how soft those pants are. So I'm like a big stuffed animal to him. Oh, I bet. Which is great. He just like rubs his face on my sweatpants, which is amazing and so cute. So yeah, I mean, you can, I'm all about the sweatpant chic, but yeah, there's a line as there is with everything. The other thing I think (laughs) that's great for moms is something I'm doing, which I told you I was doing called Stitch Fix. Yeah, Stitch Fix. Mm -hmm. I think that's a great way for moms to have access to fashion and um, access to stylists and have it be much less pressure. Trying something on in your own home before committing to buy it, to me, can be really helpful because you're seeing it under like the lighting that you would normally be in. You can try it on with the clothes you already have. Sometimes when I go to the store, like a Nordstrom, Mm -hmm. and I try on a top and I'm like, what would I wear this with? 
you know, it's hard to sort of rack your brain and think about what's in your closet. Now, what is Stitch Fix? They they send clothes, like you go online and you pick out what you want and they send them to you or you're the stylist that helps people? I'm the stylist. So basically, you fill out a profile mm-hmm. that sort of describes your preferences and your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I once I get connected with you, I pick out five items that I think you would love based on all of your preferences. Oh, that's so cool. And, you know, sometimes it's a one full cohesive look. Um, sometimes it's pieces that I think would just be great wardrobe staples that will go with everything. Yeah. And that's a great way for, especially I think moms and working moms mm-hmm. or working women that are not moms, but their plates are super full. Mm-hmm. I think it's a great way to, um, you know, get someone else's input yeah. And so is there often, a back and forth between you as the stylist and the whoever's like hiring you through Stitch Fix? Yeah. So like you like they can message you and go, Hey, you know, I'm really, you know, I'm I'm burnt out on denim. What are some other options? Totally. Oh, so cool. when I send a shipment to somebody, I write a note mm-hmm. explaining kind of why did I pick these five items so that you don't just get like jeans, a couple tops and a necklace and you're like, I need help. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I will say this is how I would style it. Etc. cetera. Oh, cool. And then once you get your items and you decide what to keep and what to not keep, mm-hmm. you send back what you decide not to keep, you pay for what you do keep, and you have the opportunity as the customer or the client to go online and leave me feedback. Oh. So say like, you know, I didn't love this sweater. It was too baggy. Or these jeans felt a little too tight. Or these jeans were too short. And telling me that so then the next time I send you a fix, I'll switch up what I send based on your preferences. Oh, great. And it's kind of a nice way, I think, because you were saying, like, you know, how do you know what to buy kind of thing? This is a nice way to condense it. Yeah. You get five items that were specifically chosen for you. By a stylist. By a stylist. Mm -hmm. And if you wind up not loving them, it's a $20 styling fee, which gets applied to whatever you keep. Mm -hmm. So you keep one thing, and then better luck next time. But a lot of times people keep all five things. Yeah. So... You know, but I think that's a nice way to have access to fashion that you maybe if you're one of those people that walks into a store and it is so overwhelming. Yeah. This really narrows it down. So I think that that's a really good opportunity for women who feel a little out of their depth when it comes to fashion. Like especially um, the non-JCPenney, non-Target types of fashion. Yeah. Like if you want to break out of that mold of just buying... You know, and not that there's anything wrong with that, but for for moms who want to break out of the you know molds or the yeah. typical stuff they buy, that sounds like a great alternative. Yeah, you know, breaking out of the sweatpants. Yeah, maybe like say I I usually wear sweatpants. I love some really comfy jeans, and then like I'll send you some jeans that I think you'll love. And if you try them on and you don't love them, tell me what you didn't like about it. And, I'll, and then you could fix I'll it or try, try something get else. You something else. Yeah. Until we find the perfect pair of denim, which I think is a total wardrobe essential. I think if you have the right pair of jeans, you can dress them up, you can dress them down. They're great year round. They never go out of style. Mm-hmm. So investing a little bit of time and money in great denim is so valuable to me. Yeah. You know, because it'll it'll always work. Yeah. I have Something like six pairs of jeans. Yeah. And I feel like only one of them I wear regularly. And I don't know why. Like, I just, 
I don't know, I'll go into a store and be like, oh, this is on sale and I'll buy these jeans. I, my problem too is I buy stuff that's on sale. Like I have right. a real mental block about buying things that are super expensive. But if you think about it this way, the five pairs of jeans that you bought on sale that you never wore, mm-hmm. if you were to combine the total that you spent on those, you could have bought one pair of jeans that were a little pricier yeah. that fit you like a dream that you then maybe spent the extra little bit of money to get altered. Yeah. And then maybe you'd only have two pairs of jeans, but you would wear them a lot. That is such a great perspective. And I, for, I forget about that because when I'm shopping, you're so in the moment and you're so just like, ah, oh, what looks okay? What's cheap? You know, what am I going to throw on and, yeah. and, uh, and run out the door with, but I actually would love to take some more time and spend more, not necessarily spend more money, but yeah, maybe, and give more attention to my wardrobe because I literally have two closets full of clothes and I wear the same like three things all the time. Which I think is a problem that is not unique to you. I think, I mean, I have so many clothes. I really try to wear a lot of them. Because I really love my clothes. Yeah, yeah, I, I remember. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I can, all of them. How many things can I wear without like sweating to death? You know, I yeah. love my clothes. I seriously probably have easily you, 20 pairs of Were you of just like dying this summer when it was a thousand degrees out and you couldn't wear any of your clothes? You have no idea. I was like, it's so hot. But the funny thing is, once it gets cold, I'm going to be like, it's so cold. I never get to wear any of my sundresses or um, whatever. Yeah. But, you know, when it's super hot and sticky, it's just hard to get comfortable in anything totally yeah so now that temperatures are even remotely dropping you're like sweater like, time layers i seriously time. almost wore a long sleeve button down shirt with a thick sweater over it oh wow and i was like get it together woman that might be a little much it's, it's still in it's the still 80s like 80 degrees out so, um yeah. i find that with channing i want to dress her up all the time like i have so many cute little like fall outfits i want to put her in and i'm yeah. just like come on la like get cold enough so i totally. can like put these cute i put way more time and energy into what she wears than what i wear right and that, i think a lot of moms do that yeah but you know i think there's like i've heard a lot of people say a happy mom means a happy baby and i totally agree with that and mm-hmm. First of all, I'm totally happy in my sweatpants. So right. my baby's got to be the happiest kid on the block. <laughs> however, however, I think, you know, what you project out there sort of helps dictate what comes back. So, yeah. you know, when you go out and you wear something that's sort of pulled together and cute and you get a couple compliments, for me, that puts a, a way bigger pep in my step. I'm like, yeah. people said I looked cute today, and they were right. I do. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. you feel better, and then you can invest more positive energy into the baby, and it kind of all comes back around. Yeah, yeah. I also feel like a lot of times as moms, we feel like we shouldn't be investing the time in ourselves. Yeah, it's very much like, oh, I don't, you know, I I should be focused on my kid or Mom on my daughter. It's such a real thing, and it's yeah. like, I don't know where it comes from, but it's very real. But I think, like... I think it comes from, like, the the need to want to, um, first of all, put an image out there in the, you know, social media public world that yeah. we're, you know, uh, good parents. Yeah. But also because you want your kid to have a better life than what you had. You totally. want just the best for them of, yeah. of everything. Can you tilt the mic up just a little bit on your face? There, perfect. Like there. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. You I just, agree. you I just agree. want the best for them and the, you know, it's, uh, that's why I think we as moms like really, uh, put ourselves second a lot of times. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. I think 
that's normal, but every now and then it's okay to put yourself first. You know, you're still a person that has to function in this society and Mm -hmm. still has to be a total and complete person. It's like you would never want to get together with a man or woman that was like, you complete me, right? Because you want to be with a complete person. (laughs) Sure. You know what I mean? Like you want to be with someone that's like, you're great and I love sharing my life with you. But I was a total fully formed human when we met. You know what I mean? And the the way, yeah. Yeah, ideally. The the more functional relationships in my mind are Mm. those with two people that feel like they're fully formed. Yeah. So if you feel like you're giving so much of yourself to somebody and a toddler just can't give back what you give in. No. They just can't. And there's, that's normal. We were all toddlers once. Yeah. But so knowing that, it's like, I'm going to make up for what you can't put back into this relationship mm-hmm. and make myself and treat treat yourself yeah exactly every once in a while to yeah. give myself a treat I do allow myself every once in a while to go out and have a little massage you rebel I know you bad I, girl <laughs> this was a big treat for me a few weeks ago was when Channing first started going to preschool and she is uh, her school is close to like a Marshalls yeah <laughs> so I like I love Marshalls though like, I do I walked, sure. there. I walked over there and I was like I'm by myself in a clothing store, yeah. I was like, I'm going to dance. And they were playing, like, great music. I'm such a nerd. So I did, like, my very first Vine video of me, like, dancing in a clothing oh store. I was just so excited to be out shopping. And I, yeah. like, bought myself a little dress. And, you know, it's a good yeah. feeling to 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 be able to do that every once in a while. Totally. And mm-hmm. I think that that's, like, something that as moms we totally lose sight of. And yeah. for me, fashion is a great way to... Like, it, treat yourself a little bit. Yeah, and be like, totally. I got myself new jeans that look amazing on my mom bod, and I'm proud of it. <laughs> and you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, like, flaunt the figure that mm-hmm. gave the world your baby. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, that we have nothing to apologize for. Our bodies are totally different, but different isn't bad necessarily. It's just different, and it different. takes adjusting. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, one of the harder things about being a new mom. Is like yeah. everything in your life is is different. Yeah, your schedule, your body, and it's all your, like revolves everything. around the baby. Yeah, mm-hmm. which I think for a while that's just how it is. But yeah. you know, once they get to a certain age, it's like buy yourself some jeans. It's right. fine. You're right. you can do that. You've earned it. <laughs> so, do you want to um, continue like to do personal styling for? Do you want to do celebrity stylings? Do you want to um, do more like personal styling and things like that? Or are you just focusing on Stitch Fix right now? I want and... it all. All um, of it. Yeah, give it all to me. I I love working for Stitch Fix. Mm-hmm. It's been such a great opportunity, especially as a mom, mm-hmm. because I, my schedule is really flexible, and I feel like I'm more in tune with what people in my same sort of demographic want and need. Yeah. Um, so it's so fun and it's such a great opportunity, but I've also done freelance work that I love, you know, working one of my clients did a music video. Well, I guess that was like a year ago. So mm-hmm. my baby was only like three months old at the time, but I did that. Was then. it Rihanna? It was Rihanna. Was it Nicki Minaj's Anaconda video? It was, did you do that? it was a uh, <laughs> bitch better have my money. Bitch better have my money. <laughs> No, it was definitely not that, but um, it was so fun. And I've done, you know, I've done a lot of work Mm -hmm. like that since. So I like doing both. They both have different things about them that I love. Totally. So, you know, working on a like more one-on-one basis is really fun for me because I get to go to the showrooms where, 
you know, pick stuff out. It picks stuff out. Mm-hmm. And I love the people that run the showrooms that I tend to work with the most. I've yeah. got a great relationship with them and they're all really nice and were really nice to me. When I would have to like bring my baby in, Aww, I'd be like, "That's so nice." I need to bring the baby to work with me, they, or like even my dog. I would have to sometimes bring the dog with me, and they're like, "Bring him in." Yeah. So it's a nice environment. Um, but yeah, you can't beat being able to work at home doing what you love. Yeah. Which is really what Stitch Fix is for me. Yeah. So I love it. So if people want to find you, then um, on Stitch Fix, do they just search for you under the stylist tab, or well, how does that work? Basically, they when you fill out your profile notes mm-hmm. and then you you can send requests for each fix which is what we call like a shipment of your okay coat. so your shipment is called your fix and you can put in requests so you can say i have a wedding in orlando next month mm-hmm. um and this is the attire or you can just say like i'm a teacher and i want stuff i can wear in the classroom in your requests you can also say i'd like alexis scott to style me And then you'll wind up with me and I'll style you. And if you hate it, then (laughs) you can be styled by someone else. But hopefully Uh, you'll you'll love it. it. I'm sure. Yeah. I definitely put a lot of TLC into. Yeah. It sounds like it. Yeah. You know, because I know it's an exciting moment when you finally get the package you've been waiting for. And it's five new items of clothes. Yeah. And it's like, what's going to be in there? It's it's an exciting day. Mm -hmm. So. I definitely want to deliver and make someone's day. I feel that way about my Honest Company bundle whenever it comes. Even though I know every month when it's coming, I'm like, oh, bubble bath. Yeah, Um, yeah, you get so excited. Yeah, it's They don't even sponsor my show, and I talk about them way too much. Give me some money, Jessica Alba. Yeah, Um, share that billion. (laughs) Share your billions. Um, And then do you have a website, too, where people can go and check out your fash? Yeah, it's called Mm scottrosestyle.com, and that's where... My freelance work is featured, so you can see okay. jobs that I've styled and stuff like that. Cool. So, and I'll yeah. put that info and the info about Stitch, uh, Stitch Fix on yeah. my website as well Great. whenever the episode comes out. And then, um, I whenever I become a huge celebrity, when I have red carpets, will you just come style me? Oh my god, if will you, you don't ask Rachel me to Zoe? come style you, I'm gonna <laughs> show up to the red carpet and like throw tomatoes at you. Yeah, please do. I'm gonna be like, You, you promised me promise. I can style you. you. We'll be like, I'll have our own little Rachel Zoe moment where oh my somebody god. forgets the tape and we'll totally everything will go to shit. <laughs> yeah, no, it won't. It'll all go off. You'll have to get extra tape for me, I'm sure. <laughs> Everybody needs extra tape, and that's the truth. I love it. Yeah. Um. Thank you so much for coming on the show thank today. Thank you for having me. I'm sure I'm, you know, I'm fascinated with fashion, and I, you really have given me some, like, really cool things to think about here, so, and I hope um, some of the other people listening um, can walk away with that, too, for sure. I, Good. Fashion is something that I love and I'm learning more about and trying to embrace, yeah. especially as I become super famous. The more yeah. famous I get. The more famous you are, the more it's like, <laughs> I need to get right. on board. Well, I have like a Facebook and stuff like that, which I'll yeah. connect you to because if yeah, people ever have do. questions and stuff, I'm totally accessible yeah. and excited to share tips. I love sharing tips because I want everyone to feel great and look great. And I think fashion can really do that sometimes. Yeah, and I think you definitely have a good handle on it too. So everybody Thanks. find Alexis <laughs> on um, Facebook and I'll put all your information as well on motherhoodandhollywood.com and make sure you take a moment to find uh, Motherhood and Hollywood on Instagram and at MIH Podcast on Twitter. 
And um, I'm gonna go see if Alexis will dig through my closet now, you guys. Let's do it. And like, just we'll just have our own um, what not to wear moment. Fashion show. <laughs> coming up exactly <laughs> all right thanks again for coming on the show bye guys thanks so bye much and we'll see you all next week Mama funny. balls when you don't go to geico.com car insurance can be confusing like swedish techno confusing bark bark meow meow dance with me purple cow bark bark meow meow Ooh, you lovely cow Geico makes it easy. With 24-7 access, all you have to do is go to geico.com and you could save money on car insurance. It just makes sense. Unlike, you know. Dance with me, purple cow. I like your moves. Danny, I just figured out that if I switch to Metro PCS, I get two Samsung Galaxy phones free. Cool, Dad. And I could be a super dad with two free Samsung Galaxy phones and call myself Double Galaxy Man. Or you could give the second phone to your sidekick. Yeah, I guess I could do that. That's right. Two free Samsung Galaxy On5 smartphones are all yours when you switch to Metro PCS. Metro PCS. Wireless figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions.